Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. John, who gets kicked out of a fantasy football league? Well, the way it ran, the way it used to run, it's uh, Jimmy Kimmel's league, and we uh, we decided at a certain point Bill Simmons is in it, cousin Sal, we got a bunch of guys in it, and that the winner of the league would get to kick out one person at the very beginning, but you didn't, you could not say who it was going to be until the day of the draft. So you had to bring all your stuff and get your laptop out and get ready to go, and then Charge time you out. found out if Los you were Angeles, in or not. And uh, for me, I remember seconds. I was coming home from Mad Men shooting. And I'm rushing to get there. I'm driving through LA traffic. I'm trying to get to whatever restaurant bar we had uh, had the draft in. And uh, I get there and I unload my backpack and I and I open up my laptop and I get all my papers all set, settled and ready to go. And I, I get the Wi-Fi password and every other thing. And then uh, the guy who had won the league the last year goes, Ham, you're out. <laughs> and so I wrap up all my stuff and I put it all back in my backpack. And I think, and I go, all right, bye guys, I'll see you next year. <laughs> I like that you rule. <laughs> and you won it this year. And then we won it this year. So we were able to, uh, and not without the significant help from number 10 there, Cooper Cup, last year who had a hell of a year. But, uh, yeah, we got to kick out uh, a guy who got a little salty when we did. He was, it was an unexpected uh, unexpected loss for, for our friend Dave Damashek, who, uh, who got bounced. Minus three. With Dave Damashek. Ooh, we got a good one coming at you today. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Minus 3, presented as ever by Omaha. Thanks, first and foremost, for watching the 15-minute pregame show that we posted on Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. It's doing very nicely, thanks to you, like I say. Much appreciated. You can also watch it on YouTube if you want. And I appreciate you sitting through it despite... What have proven to be some lousy picks. No jive. Damashek on a heater going into NFL Week 9, coming out of it. A little bit limpy, but midpoint in the season. Consider me the San Francisco 49ers. As a matter of fact, speaking of which, we're going to talk with one of their great fans, our pal, the Dutch Mook, Paul Kohorst, who you've heard here on the Extra Points Network previously. He and I are in a fantasy league. We've talked about it before. And he and I made a trade right before week nine, and it was received very poorly by the other owners in the league. We're going to get into that and see if we can settle that hash in just a little bit here. In real football terms, Eddie Spaghetti did not like the way his Notre Dame fighting Irish went down the Clemson and performed. I told you, and so did Greg McElroy. I just had a sense that the team was going to rally around him. He is the figurehead. These 19-year-olds revere him. They're the reason... That he's the reason they're there. And so I had a, 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 you know, that was where I was leaning and I was proven correct. I'm sorry for your team there, Eddie Spaghetti. Well, I mean, if, if Sam Harbin played average, uh, Notre Dame wins that game. Plus the Chris Tyree fumble off the face mask didn't really help matters. I was not impressed by Clemson. It's just an extremely sloppy game. Uh, don't understand why this Notre Dame offense outside of South Bend is terrible. It's like Sam Hartman becomes like he doesn't know which hand to throw with when he plays outside of uh, Indiana there. So uh, he's cursed against Clemson. Uh, it stinks that Notre Dame streaks, uh, you know, versus the ACC has been really, you know, crapped on this year, losing to Clemson, losing to Louisville, struggling versus Duke, which is something they have been pretty successful with in the past. So terrible Saturday, uh, terrible Sunday in terms of the result. Yeah, of the I game, know. But- I. I, I I hear you. Yeah, it's a, it really was a rough weekend for you because your favorite defenseman on your hockey team, the Rags, Adam Fox, although that ends up being good news because in the moment you texted me and Hench that you assumed it was a season ender. So at least yeah. it wasn't. But then the guy in red, white and blue in football that you root for, he did. And I don't know that we see him wearing a Giants uniform ever again. I will say the winners of week nine in terms of not just in the win-loss column, but wins that kind of transcend the mere standings and ones that are important come January. I think the Ravens, I thought they were going to cover against the Seahawks, but they announced themselves at least to me to be on a different level. We'll see how that goes as they catch the Browns this coming weekend, because that's the cannibalism that's going to happen in the mighty AFC North. That's still to come. Someone's going to lose those games. Can't wait to see if Hench's prediction comes true that all four make the playoffs. He also told you that the Buffalo bills are going to miss the playoffs and go under 10 and a half. 
He's tracking right in that direction as far as I'm concerned, or at least it's going to come down to being real close there. The Bengals housed them once again. I know the scoreboard didn't indicate as much, but I felt like Cincy appeared to be the much better team. And given where they started out, I think that they're maybe the best team in the AFC, a.k.a. the best conference in the NFL in the 58 years of the Super Bowl era. The Chiefs also an ongoing factor in the AFC. That was a big win for them over the Dolphins. I don't know that it says that much about Miami, though. I know people are poking holes in them after another loss against a good team. I think it's a little weird when you go over to Germany and the sleep deprivation and whatever else. I think you can kind of carve that one out and reject it. Let's see where the Dolphins are in two to four weeks from now. Obviously, big win for the Eagles. And for the Texans, I think on individual levels, Josh Dobbs is your big winner. What a great story that is. C.J. Stroud and Texans fans have to be feeling like, boy, oh boy, we got the guy and Carolina has another guy. And then Tom Brady, because amidst this mighty all-time great AFC, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's team is in the basement. I think that makes Tom Brady look even better three years removed from his last snap up in Foxborough. All right. All that, though, takes a back seat right now to yeah, I'm, I'm thinking globally. I'm acting locally, making trades in my fantasy league. And like I say, a trade that did not go over with the other owners. Let's get the Dutch Mook in here. We may be joined. Be on the lookout, Eddie Spaghetti. There may be another guest, another owner who joins during the conversation. I just sent him the link. We'll see if he uh, if he picks up. Um, either way, let's get to the Dutch Mook. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, I want to get in on this fantasy football, the latest melodrama that we've had. We've had many of them, and a guy right in the eye of the storm this time around is joining us right now. You've heard him on the Extra Points Network previously talking about golf, good bets to make within golf. And he also, if you're happy and lucky enough to be looking at him right now, he's wearing an Oregon Ducks hat. He is a San Francisco 49ers guy. And he's our pal. It's the Dutch Mook himself, Paul Cohorst, by the way, author also of Club Guy's other black book. How are you, the Mook? I'm great, man. It's great. You know, anytime you can talk about your fantasy football league yeah, and someone exactly. actually listens, <laughs> I mean, that's anything a guy could wish for. I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm thrilled. Well, yeah, right. I mean, every that's that's one of those things that is a cliche that is absolutely true. Everyone loves to hear about your football, your fantasy football team and your fantasy football league and the other lunatics in it. Before we get to that, I don't know. I, I want to dig in on that, but let's let's take advantage of your uh, your sports knowledge, your sports fandom. And let's start with I mean, really, these are good times for you. Um, up there in those islands off of uh, the Seattle coast. Is that an yes, accurate Yes, yeah. Uh, the, San, the San Juan Islands, about an hour and a half north of Seattle, um, and then an hour and 15 minutes by ferry. And you it's have, a beautiful place. And luckily, they do have satellite service up there, so you get to watch your Niners and your Ducks. Where are you right now? The Pac-12, the greatest year, ironically or otherwise, in Pac-12 history – is its last, but are you feeling good about where the ju- where the ducks are and where they might wind up? Absolutely, but I'm at my absolute grumpiest. Like I hate change when it comes to talking about this Pac-12 breakup because mm. one of the highlights of being like a Pac-12 fan is every few years I'd go to a Stanford game, I'd go to Cal game, I'd go to a, a UCLA game, and you could meet all your old friends, you know, who who've, who've all went from college and these things. So now I got to go to Rutgers, you know, or I don't even know. I don't even know the teams. <laughs> you know, I don't even know these places. Wait a and minute. You and me. Sudden, I hadn't thought about this. You and me get to go to yeah. go to Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, what a good time we're going to have. I don't know when that game's scheduled for, but now all of a sudden I'm enthused. Look, I have no space for seeing the bright side of things when it comes to this. I'm cranky about it. Mm-hmm. I don't like this change. That said, I'm thrilled about uh, where the Ducks are this year. I'm thrilled about Heisman favorite, maybe Bo Nix right now. Uh, it's been a fantastic season. I I, I feel uh, really hopeful we get to play Washington one more time in this uh, in this Pac-12 final in Vegas. I think both I know both went out and that that'll happen. So um, that's your prediction. Yes. That's your that's your formal prediction right now. Well, all I can know this much about Oregon and what I've seen in this Oregon team that I haven't seen since the Chip Kelly years is um, this coach has this team ready every single week. Oregon's won a ton of big games over the last decade, but they would win a big game. They'd beat a USC. They would beat a Washington. They would beat a Utah. And then the following week, they would lose to Stanford and basically get knocked out of a playoff, get knocked out of a bigger bowl game. And this team does not take weeks off. I mean, they smoked Cal this week. They have just repeatedly showed up. So I do think this team gets it done and uh, makes it all the way to Vegas. And I think that they will will win. Okay, so but your let's go back to the Heisman talk because this weekend another chapter of information to uh, to absorb. I feel like Marv Harrison. Kind of sort of deserves it based on this. And this has, you know, there, there's no statistics to support any of this. Just a vibe I'm getting. Mm. I think the voters yeah. want to not give it to a quarterback. I think they uh, want to say yeah. that this is not an MVP. This is not a QB only award. 
And this is a great opportunity to do that, right? Uh, that makes absolute sense. And what, four, four catches for 30 yards. I mean, you can't, uh, wasn't that what he had this weekend? Base? <laughs> I mean, Impressive stuff. I know two touchdowns. Uh, yeah. I, I, these narratives are always the problem, you know, and I get it. Then it, it's, it's a narrative award and that is a big narrative. And I, I, especially, um, uh, I don't know if there'll be a problem with this pac 12, realignment thing if that'll somehow play into it it could play into it in a positive way being like oh hey let's give this big you know this could be a farewell to a conference uh that has had so many great quarterbacks and you know nicks or Penix could you know get them be the final uh heisman trophy winner for the pac-12 hey and what are the i didn't check them post Saturday's games. I didn't see where they were on Sunday or or here on Monday where the Heisman odds landed after all that. I assume Penix actually pulled away a little bit would be my would be my assumption there. Um is there any path am I missing anything that you need Washington to win out for a quality win in the Pac-12 title game to definitely lock yourselves into the final four or if the Ducks win out, they're in. There can't be an argument, right? I mean, there wouldn't be talking yeah, about the narratives w- and everything, right? I think if the Ducks win out, they're in. I mean, the only way it would get a little bit muddy is if Washington lost another game. Uh, Washington That's lost what I'm a saying, game. right? Yeah, if Washington they lose a game before a game. you catch them again, right? And then we have to have the con- and then we have to have the conversation. Um, a one loss, Ohio State or Michigan versus a one loss, Oregon. And then that's what that I'm saying, tri- and that's what I'm yeah, concerned so. about happening too, right? And also, let's yeah. say if Georgia catches Bama and Bama beats them, then you know yeah. that's going to be that's two slots right there. There's no way you know the way this committee works that they're not going to show grace to the Pac-12 over the SEC. You know they'll be like, well, hey Bama, mm. best conference. What are we going to do? And same kind of vibe works with Ohio State. And Michigan, I think the best thing that Ducks fans and people who feel like they're right on the cusp, you want Jim Harbaugh to get shut down. I know that's cruel, but for the players, but that's kind of what you should be rooting for, right? I think when we're talking about a narrative, again, we're talking about narratives here and why people vote the way they vote. And I do think that the Pac-12, the final year of a conference, conference of champions, can, can you imagine what what Bill Walton's going to be like watching these, these basketball games this year. I mean, he is going to be, I don't know if I can do it. It's just going to be so heartbreaking. Sad stoner. Uh, Oh, (laughs) no one wants that. So, so I I do think that um, in a, in a year where the conference is dissolving, I think it would be harder if, for example, Washington does lose one and we barely, you know, and, and, and then we have a one loss team and have to go, past either Alabama, Michigan, or uh, Ohio State. It's trickier. I do think the last year of the Pac-12 gives us a little bit more leeway. The final slap in the face on the Pac-12's way out the door from college football for all of time. All right, maybe we'll have time for pro football talk in a little bit. We have some tangential pro football talk right now with another owner, from the aforementioned fantasy league. And I don't know, I don't want to make decisions. I don't want to speak for the other side of things before we introduce him. Let me just say Dutch Mook. What trade did you send to me at the end of last week that I accepted? You and I had had zero conversations, right? I just want to lay it all we out. We had zero conversations. I Correct. received a text message from the Dutch Mook that said, just sent you a trade offer. Let me know what you think. I opened it. What was that trade offer? The trade offer was uh, I was going to give you Jameer Gibbs, uh, David Montgomery, and Brandon Ayuk okay, for Rashad. Guys. Yep. Rashad White, okay. Brian Robinson Jr., and Michael Pittman. Okay. Okay. That was the trade offer. I liked it from my side. So I hit accept. And yes. then that was that. I went about my day until just just some vitriolic, just a chain of them 
from all the other owners. How dare you make a trade to Dutch Mook? One of those people is now joining the conversation. His name is John Hamm. The man most famous, most famous, (laughs) kicking poor Dave Damashek out of the fantasy football (laughs) league a year and a half ago. I mean, I don't want to live life in the rearview mirror. That's neither here nor there. I don't How think are you should. Here? I'm good, thank you. And I, I, I'll have a, I have a couple things to say about this. Okay. About that. Uh, I don't think it was a, a cavalcade of other, and I, I'm not sure if we're allowed to say owners at this point either. <laughs> um, but uh, mem- members of the overseers probably worse. Uh, members of the uh, <laughs> fantasy league. Um, executives, I, I guess maybe mm. is the better choice. Mm. Um, I, I found it uh, fascinating. I think the the prime mover in this egregious uh, hurt, this this mystifying uh, outsized uh, outrage was our good, our dear friend, Mr. Simmons, who has the natural ability, like all people from Boston, to think the world is somehow aligned against them. When, if I may quote the thing I am actually most famous for, Mr. Draper, the universe is indifferent. Um, but, uh, I, th- you know, look, my take on all of this, again, we're talking about uh, Mr. Mook here, who is very good fantasy football talent. The proof mm-hmm. is in the pudding. Okay. He found himself through no fault of his own. As we know, there is an element of random number generation fantasy football. Sometimes you come up against a steamroller and you could have the most points in the league and be, you know, have a record well under 500. Uh, I think this is the situation we find ourselves in. So you have to win now. I'm in another league where I'm two and six as well. And and going two and seven is a much tougher hill to climb out of than three and six for sure. So you have to win now. So the question becomes, is there some sort of collusion which was suggested by our esteemed man from the North? Let me interrupt, because that's exactly, you know, vain Dave, you know, paranoid Dave. But just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean that people (laughs) are not out to get get you. Exactly. They are. That's right. And let me tell you something. That's what I read. It was this passive aggressive. What is the MOOC doing when really it was an insinuation Damashek is taking advantage of the MOOC and Bill Simmons has now decided, I don't want to tell tales out of school. I wasn't, I, I sincerely wasn't going to name names, but okay. You put it out there. The idea, talk about overseer. He, he deserves he, to be named in this. He was okay, the prime I, All right. Listen, but let me, let me just say, talk about overseer. He decided we have no rule that you have to approve each other's trades, right? I mean, that that's and people have gotten that, very upset about correct trades. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think we have had certain things in the past where where the there was a little bit of a hue and cry, and maybe there was an uh, an uneven thing. Am I wrong, or am I misremembering? We, we voted on it. We voted on the league uh, as yes. a league like two years ago whether to even have an over uh, a veto rule, and right. it was did not pass. The did darkest pass. chapter in league history, aside from John Ham. Um, star of tag kicking poor Dave Damashek out of the once league. again. I think you're confusing the phrase darkest period with funniest period. So, again, and I will I mean, say, I, I, mean, I, I'm I, not, I, I don't want to tell other people what art how to feel. Enjoy. <laughs> I hope you're going to say the whole losing, point of this conversation. I guess you're right. Touché. I hope I you're going to say point. losing the trophy, David, because uh, I'm still hot, and that is rightfully why you were kicked to the curb. And once again, my name should be on there, too, if there was one. But it's somewhere in a landfill in Agoura Hills. So, well, we don't know. See, I I guess I have a yeah, similar disposition oh, to you guys do, because I'm still hoping that that trophy shows up someday. <laughs> I don't know where when. Neither do you. You've just right. assumed the worst. Maybe it's going to reveal itself one day and we're going to be more. We're going to be better for it. OK, back to what we're talking about, though. So Mook is two and six. Now, the key detail of the players named a couple of minutes ago in this trade were yes the guys i got are better but they were all on a buy in week nine and the mook with a two and seven record is really that much further out of it and if he wins and gets the three and six there's a reasonable shot he makes a run right i don't think it's there might be a follow-up trade there might be a thing exactly you have to win you're trading your future to win now it happens a lot in sports 
But the insinuation is, as as my takeaway, well, first of all, so Simmons' plan is, or thought was, from here on out, if you're four games under, you're not allowed to make trades anymore. What in the hell? I mean, bad trades happen, not just in fantasy football. We did. The, The darkest moment that I was referencing was, I don't remember the specifics, but somebody gave away basically Todd Gurley and it was a lousy deal and there was more, oh, this is fixed and everything else. And again, maybe again, it's my sunny disposition. Maybe I'm Pollyanna. I'm willing to bet that 0% of the league members are trying to trick the rest of the league. Are trying Absolutely. To- Absolutely. Yeah, of course. <laughs> There's no about? way. It's, 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 you're, you're trying to, you're trying to make the best deal in the, in the moment of, of what you think. And we all have, you know, sleepers and guys that we think are going to blow up. You know, who had CJ Stroud this week that, that started that, you know, who knows? It's, it's, that's why the NFL is the NFL. And that's why we tune in every week. Todd Gurley had a spectacular year and then a spectacular flame out. Like, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. So the, you're, the other part of it that you're neglecting to mention is that, Mm. is that the sports guy is, I think, in number in first place in the league. So he's feeling a little yes. bit like, oh, well, wait a minute. Someone's coming after me now. Damashek's loading up for a run. And, you know, again, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm surprised that a man who runs a $100 million empire has the time to worry about things like this. <laughs> That's why it's um, the best. But it it is uh, it is I, I think the it was treated with the amount of humor that it was uh, that was appropriate. No, 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 no. There's an extra chapter because <laughs> so the sports guy is playing overseer, a role no one asked him to play. No one asked. Deciding Did not who's need. allowed, who rises to the level of commissioner is not an option. I mean, what the hell are we doing? So I send off. By the way, okay, I'm a, I'm not a great guy. I think we all agree uh, on that point, at least. Agreed, agreed. The, the Dutch <laughs> Mook, though, is a sweetheart. Do we think, is the league's opinion laid out on that on that email chain that he's trying to screw the sports guy out of 200 bucks in between his chemo treatments? I mean, what are we talking about? This is an insane uh, position of cynicism to take, right? Exactly. Well, it, does, yeah. it doesn't make and I'll say this when I, when you make the trade, by the way, you know, like John clearly thought that I was, how I was making the trade. My back was up against the wall. I was giving up more than I was getting, but when I made the offer, I texted you and you said yes within uh, like 45 seconds. Then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I gave up too much. If anyone, if you know, if you offer a trade and someone says yes, that quick. Snaps it up was like, sure. Oh shit. Now I, now I've really done it. But uh, truth but yes, serum, yeah. you truth serum. That when I said yes, and then Simmons sends that email to the entire group, your first instinct was, "Well, now I'm embarrassed, and we should undo this trade." Uh, not that we should undo this trade, but I was definitely okay. like, I, I went back into a trade calculator. You have these trade calculators now, and uh, you know you can enter in all the players, and then like a little uh, meme pops up, and every single one of them is like, "No, you're a freaking idiot for doing this trade." And then I was like, "Well, you know," then I felt terrible. But, but that said, let's talk about what happened this week. What happened? I. Am, I well, I now have the juggernaut that is Rashad White. I mean, uh, this week I might, next week I might be able to get Christian McCaffrey for Rashad White. I mean, you you can't get stopped this guy now. Let's make a nice trade right here. Why you you have a representative from from the MBBs on the line here? I'll sit back and let you guys do your thing. I I felt uh, the MBBs just this weekend. He had Mahomes. I had to. Uh, no one did well. Our defenses did well, and now he's further ahead in our division in the fantasy uh, in, in in our fantasy side of things. So, muzzle tub to you, Ham, yes. and to uh, Trevor Duvall, your co-owner on that. Yeah, ahead, I mean, make look, another we, trade. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, here we go. You know, what's our our? Uh, I mean, we're we have a pretty solid team. You know, you know, we Offer everybody him. everybody could use oh, a yeah. running back. I don't know. Come up with a come up with a thing, and we'll. Start with Kasperi Kapanen, Ham. That's your first volume. <laughs> what can you? What is the so, move yeah, willing side, to give you? By the way, sidebar: 
you're you're texting me about how the pens better show up against the uh, sharks if we can pivot to the nhl for a hot second yes please they did more than show up a 10 to 2 drubbing was uh, i believe the final score in uh, in the shark tank my god well i i i don't like to you, you know me again i'm a carrot not the whip guy i don't want to be i don't want to be the latter but I felt I had to. I had to send a, a, a very clear message to the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. Just as I love the Rolling Stones doesn't mean I have to pretend to like their new album. Fair enough. I love Lemieux and Crosby and the Stanley Cups and all the entertainment and all the great years, nay, decades that they've provided for me. But I'm under no obligation to pretend I'm enjoying watching this mess. I think it's embarrassing Bruce- for me. Bruce Springsteen said it best. You got to prove it all night. You know what I mean? That's what it, that's what it comes down that's to. That's right. So I so I sent them a chat. I, I thought a pretty clear message that well, they, message to that team, I'm out. All right. NHL p- portion over. But what about your blues? You excited the about that? The bit blues are good. They're, 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 they are. They're, they're, it's a, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting year for the blues. I think they're, you know, new captain, Braden Shen's running the show there on the bench. Now it's exciting. And we've got a we got a team full of hard workers, and that's a good that's a good that's a tough that's a team that's built for the playoffs. I'll tell you that much. And the, the, a version of this team damn near knocked the Colorado Avalanche out their mm-hmm. Stanley Cup year, and they and they took them to six games, and they could have they could have won that series. Three of the six games went to overtime, and I think Colorado won all three of them in overtime. So uh, you never know. You know they're they're a good squad. They got a good goaltender, and if if everybody plays up to their potential, I think that. They could they could be a scary team come playoff time. You're in the three you're four in the right three four seed that comes in there, you know, and causes causes havoc. Just stay out of the whales, aka the uh, the Eastern Conference. You don't yes, want, we like you don't the want Chuck Norris division. That's our that's our bailiwick. All right, listen, I don't want to hold you two guys up. Your mentions to to jump in and try and resolve this hash that caused me some emotional torment this weekend. <laughs> Quickly, though, Ham, when uh, you jumped in, we were just finishing up talking about Oregon. What's your sense? Sorry for your Mizzou. They took a good run at the dogs yeah. there. I really, I really thought, yeah, I mean, there was a lot. There were a lot of people t- picking Mizzou this weekend, at least uh, um, against the number. Do you think that for the Mook's sake, his Oregon Ducks, do you think that if they win out, they're in no matter what? Or could you see if Bama plays Georgia in the SEC title game that you're going to get that SEC bias? It's going to be like, sorry, Ducks. I mean, we got to send got to send Bama and we're not going to not send Georgia. So those two go. And now, you know, Ohio State and Michigan or Michigan has to go. Right? I could I could see it happening. And then for this, and, and I, but I would still be furious at it. Like anybody would be, there's just no, there's no rhyme or reason when the sec comes into play. It's just, they're the 800 pound gorilla. If there's a 700 pound gorilla, it's, it's the big 10. It's, it's a joke, you know? And, and the, the problem is whenever any of these West coast teams get in, they always get their kicked, which doesn't help. The argument, right. if if they could come in and, and dominate at any point, it would be it would be a, a make their argument better. But, you know, you get a Utah, you get a, you know, fill in the blank. These these guys that run the table, Boise State and, you know, then all of a sudden they go up against the the 7000 pound offensive line of yeah. Georgia or Alabama. And it's like, <laughs> it doesn't work. You're playing arena football against, you know, the 1975 Steelers. It's like it's not happening. Always love um, those regional differences, like the the big boys from the Midwest versus yeah. the speed of Florida. What's going to win out? And now you have the Pac-12 on its way out the door. It would be wildly funny if one of those teams actually won the national championship. Listen, Oregon's Oregon's a great squad. That quarterback mm-hmm. is insane. I mean, it's I I love watching them, but you you you, you never know. I mean, I, I hope they get in just because it's it's representative of college football, which is what it's meant to be. Um, but. Who knows? I mean, it's the if, in in the order of things that are so corrupt. It's a joke. The NCAA slash college football is like one in one A with like FIFA at this point. And you one know, B is our fantasy football league. Mook, <laughs> make go. make an offer. 
I, I got, you know what? I'm, I'm operating on such the, uh, the head of a pin right now that I have to really go dive deep to make him one of my famous terrible offers. We haven't talked about the other terrible offer that got passed that got accepted last week, but uh, I, I will send that, something to me to was the, the more egregious of the two I thought, but, but again, was it was one? made in the same it was the quarterback swaps, right? No, or, it was, it was, no, it was, uh, Oh boy. No, no, no. What Ham's talking about is tall John and Jamie. Oh, got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Traded Trevor Lawrence and, and got their car. car on the same yeah, logic yeah. you did, which is that you wanted a guy who was actually available in week nine. Correct. That was a bad trade. But I said something snarky. My intended target was Simmons trying to manage who's allowed to trade. Not so I said, like, <laughs> Hey Jamie, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to evaluate trades. That's for someone else to do. And Tall John thought I was taking a shot at him, so then he got mad at me and made a a very off color. <laughs> it wasn't off color. It was, but it was filthy. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was important. Let me, let me offer the slightest. That? Let me offer the slightest defense of Simmons here, though. That Simmons is sticking his nose in all this. And as John correctly said, guy who's running a multi hundred million dollar media operation is still cares enough to fire off emails and bitch about this stuff. I truly love that. You know, I have all day to cook up trades. I got, (laughs) you know, my, my, my list for today is play nine holes of golf, walk the dog and offer some trades that's it for today he's probably got to go meet the that he's gonna go fly to go see that guy who uh daniel echo and spotify through countless other meetings so i love that he has time to talk and think about our trades in our silly league what's so wrong i will defend you, him Luke? what's wrong Listen, with you i i appreciate i appreciate the observation but i i also think that his time would be wisely used in a, a different capacity all right, Pam, you use go. your time wisely. Promote yourself real quick. Real quick. I can't. Got, I'm, 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 I'm you're not uh, even willing to do it. What a oh, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Solidarity. I feel bad. One you know what? Longer, I do want to say publicly, I was in my feelings when I said, go watch him in Top Gun Part 2 um, because he he uh, plays a jerk in it, which makes it a documentary. I didn't mean it when I said that. <laughs> I understand it. Listen, you 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 had a long dark uh, night of the soul last year, and I hope you learned yeah. your lesson. I didn't. I didn't. Well, but thank you. The, anyway. the lesson is find the trophy. All right, there goes Ham. Mook, real quick, just to pick up on what we were talking about, concern level about the state of the Niners right now, especially after the equal uh, Eagles barely survived the Cowboys. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, the ship has sailed on the number one seed. So, how do you feel about San Francisco uh, going forward? I feel great about San Francisco going forward. Um, as you know, I'm an NFL insider. I have two NFL GMs, uh, personal, a personal line to two of them. Scott Fitter, my dear friend, who's the GM of the Carolina Panthers, and my wife's cousin, John Lynch. So, you know, I, I have a direct access to information here. Uh, so Clearly, say, but you know what? You say that, but John Lynch, I've told you this before. I tell people nice stories. I try not to tell negative stories about people I know, but... Um, the John Lynch once I was at a Super Bowl and, you know, big throngs of pro football luminaries and whatever. And I'm saying this is family. This is family. Careful. And I'm talking. No, I'm talking. I'm talking to a couple of guys and John Lynch walks up and starts talking to. I mean, it must have been Daniel Jeremiah or somebody like that. Someone, who you know, is a, you know, scout figure who everybody, you know, kind of rightly has great respect for. And John Lynch is standing there and he goes like, hey, Dave, how are you? Good to see you again. I think stuff like that is the, mm, you yeah. know, it's a it's a little bit of a politician's trick. Either you can register and retain yeah. names with faces yeah. and all that. But that kind of stuff, if I had any counsel for any any young person out there, learn that trick. Because vain yeah. people like me are like, great guy, right? Yeah. Forever. I'll, I, you and you'll, yeah, you'll go to the mat for him. him. Amen. We'll go to the mat for him. Uh, I am not worried about the Niners. Uh, I mean, I think it was happening the last few weeks. And, and let's go back. I mean, they missed they, they missed a game-winning field goal, missed a game-tying field goal, and then yeah, they got smoked by they got smoked by Cincinnati, a team that clearly we saw last night is a pretty fantastic football is a, is a fantastic football team. And uh, you know, I think that the the, the one thing that we've encountered in the last few weeks in this losing streak was 
you know, Brock Purdy, we don't want him to be literally um, uh, doing as much as he, as he has been and losing Debo is, was bigger than I think most fans anticipated. What he adds to the playbook is huge and losing your left tackle when you're a, basically a, a quarterback who started 16 NFL games. That's pretty big. So I'm not at all worried. The defense has been a little sloppy, but I think that'll get cleaned up. So I am very bullish on the Niners and I'm very bullish on a team that will want to, will be very eager to, uh, to, to put a good uh, foot forward against the Eagles uh, after last year's probably the worst football game, worst football watching experience of my life. So uh, I'm still as bullish as ever. And I will say the best part about it is it gives you an opportunity to put more money on the Niners to win the Super Bowl. And you're getting way better odds than you got a month ago. Here's the thing I I do think we'll look back. We, we get very swept up in the the chapter that is most recently delivered in football yes. season. That's always been true in college football more because every game you, you lose one, you lose control of your destiny. But that also is true in pro football um, week to week. Like we lost in week three to that team. Like that happens way more to good teams than it did a generation ago. Like the really, really good teams didn't lose by 10 points to bum teams. But now and good teams get housed by other good teams some weeks. It just happens. It, that didn't go on in 1979. Like there were their anomalous results were rare. Anyhow, I think that's what this is going to be. We'll look back on the nines and be like, Oh, remember that when everybody was talking about how they're mm-hmm. done for, I think the Seahawks getting hammered the way they did on Sunday kind of confirms that for me a little bit that the Niners are going to be fine and win that division. Um, but I do. I, I think the thing that weirdly has gone under the radar in pro football circles for the last week or two is they have Chase Young. Mm, yeah, right. That was, a, that was a. Well, I mean, we haven't seen him in a Niners uniform yet. So, so what? yeah. So what? Huge. I, I, well, I mean, I'm unless unless, unless, kinda... unless his health is not what I uh, again sunny disposition. I'm assuming he's pretty close to where you want him to be. And then he's going to be with Nick Bosa and the rest of that front seven. I mean, we should be talking about this way more than we are. Right. Or no. Well, it's, it's gone under the radar because, because I'm saying we haven't seen it in uniform. I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm not saying like, well, we don't know how it's going to be in uniform. No, we haven't seen it. So we haven't been able to get excited about it and, 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 and actually make observations on it. So yeah, the defense has really underperformed the last few, the last couple of weeks, and they, they look did not look great against Cincinnati. So yeah, I think adding uh, Chase Young, yeah, that'll help. What if I mean he's the? As a reminder, everybody, first overall draft pick who was a dominator when he was right in his rookie season. It's weird how it's kind of like, yeah, well, the Washington game away, and you talk about narratives, and there's a certain momentum. Like, yeah, he hasn't really worked out, but. If he's right and you put him on that team with that defense where he's not going to be double team consistently, I mean, this is a story to watch for the second half of the season. And I'm with you. Niners to go to the Super Bowl is a great play right now because of the Eagles and where the, where the Seahawks are kind of chasing them mm-hmm. and Detroit's yeah. getting some buzz and all that adds up to the Niners are a little undervalued. I get that there's also some cynicism around their QB that uh, is a factor too. That may be a little more valid, but I also still trust that Chani's going to get that thing right long term. Um, Mook, what a delight to kibitz with you. Keep on making trades no matter who gets in the way of them. It's your right. Dave, I can't be, I, I won't be stopped. And uh, I just really hope I'm vindicated in this league because because uh, I've had a lot of success in this league, won a lot of titles. We don't have a trophy. As much to prove as it. I have. Yes, I had a great Three run four there. Years. Yes. And so uh, uh, I'm not going to give up. I'm not a quitter, as you know. So. Uh, I think I got a couple more trades in me because I'm going to stay alive for a while. Go by the clubs, uh, the, the club guys, club pro, club, club pro guys, other club. black book. I'm a bum. That's a, I'm not a good host. You're a great human being. The club pro guys, other black book, Paul Cohorst, AKA the Dutch Mook. 
weirdly to those who who care, some of the people who care most about him call him the Dutch Mook. But uh, that betrays how how uh, highly we think of you, the Mook. You are a ray of sunshine in a world of uh, of uh, piss and vinegar, man. Hang in there. Keep on doing uh, doing what you're doing, man. We're everybody's rooting for you to keep on being you for in this league and beyond for decades and decades on end, man. Appreciate you taking the time. Let's catch up. In fact, thank you, David. Somewhere, I assume Oregon's going to be in the Pac-12. Maybe we get a preview on that before it goes down, all right? I would love that. Count me in. All right, there he goes. The Dutch Mook, everybody. Paul Cohorse. And now a quick break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. And there goes the mook. Eddie Spaghetti. What? You, okay, you're an objective third party, although I would like it. I don't expect that you do, but I would prefer that you take my side in all these fantasy football matters. I mean, it's the right thing to do. You have no, you're not tied to the mook or, or ham or Simmons or anybody else. So setting that aside, what did you think of that, that discussion? Well, as somebody who does the fantasy football podcast at our network, and I'm also a commissioner uh, of a league, uh, a long, a very long running league, almost uh, 15 years at this point, I think the way that trades work, is you take like you have to set a deadline of when trades could stop being made up until then any trades could be made um that also means that the trades usually have to be fair and i think the most democratic way to do that is is let the commissioner put it up to a league vote i don't think it's fair for the uh, the commissioner to give the old uh you know joaquin phoenix like thumbs up thumbs down as the emperor i think it has to be everyone in the league says yeah if they're cool with it they're cool with it if the two teams agreed on the move it most likely should just go through because you have to assume that both parties are in, in favor of getting the players or, or sending away those players. So um, to attack others and try to install new rules mid season for me, that is a big no, no, everything has to be determined. Like, probably prior to your draft to have it clear for the season that and that goes with trades with scoring with roster size what have you so um i if i was commissioner of this league the trade would go through and there would be no changes to the league until postseason so that's my okay role. okay i mean yeah that's fair but as you can hear things get sideways there and I, listen i thought the point isn't as you just said who won the trade I felt like pretty clearly in terms of players, I would rather have the players that I got than gave up. But I do do legitimately look at it and say, and especially after I just lost in week nine to Ham and 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 Trevor, like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know if I'm gonna make the playoffs for sure. Um, but I, I my roster is now better. Whereas he needed to win that game, did the mook, or else his season was over. So who's anybody else to weigh in on that? Like I'm sure everybody didn't like Herschel Walker, you know, in the moment. But, you know, we first of all, we don't know how the cookie's going to crumble. But, you know, Mookie Betts, you know, I'm sure the Giants weren't excited about him landing there. But that, that's not your concern. You have no vote against teams 
that are your rivals getting better. I, I anyway, totally. And, and, and plus with how fantasy is such a fragile thing where players can end up on IR, it's too unpredictable. Uh, nobody in the preseason would have predicted the players who were, no one would have been like, yeah, Devin Achain and Raheem Mostert, the most powerful running, but no one's going to guess that. Uh, nobody would have guessed nine rookie quarterbacks started so far. So I think because the unpredictability and and how fragile a lot of players' health are, like you you have to allow trades uh, at least, I think, up until the end of November-ish, maybe the third week of November. So again, like I, I don't think changing that is as good and if, if the two teams agreed on it so i'm i'm with you guys on this one i, I think uh, unfortunately simmons is wrong here okay good tough but fair um last thing you gotta say as a as a diehard puck guy that this uh, that uh what uh, yellowstone is his show now ham he mentioned uh madman draper yeah and top gun maverick and all the rest of it um all that, but you know what? He is uh, one of the things he deserves uh, in his Wikipedia page and when he wins the Lifetime Oscar and everything else. I hope they'll take a moment to say, diehard St. Louis Blues fan. He knows his stuff, huh? It's uh, unbelievable. I'd love to actually have him for a full NHL pod, maybe come playoff time. He could talk it um, with us, and I'm jealous of him because that Blues team, while I think people are never like no one's going to think of that Blues team that won, uh, not a flashy team, no star players. And then that to me is why it's such a great team. Uh, if you want to watch hard nose, like tough hockey, just you know, banging around for every game of every series, that's that team. They won with great defense, with great goaltending. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly being like their best player, I guess, Tarasenko. But um, it's just not a and, and to see that team, that blue collar team win. And, and, and this year, they're kind of similar to that, uh, you know, with. Uh, you know, Kevin Hayes and a few other guys on there. Like they have some talent, but not a star studded team. So seeing them win in the this era where we've seen like the dynastic sort of the lightning and the avalanche and the oil is these high flying yeah. superstar teams. So like that's like an extra little notch that those blues fans could have. So I mean, yeah, just talking with uh talking bug with him would be awesome. He he definitely knows his stuff. One of my, well, as I've told him before and other uh, notes fans, one of the worst losses, one of the things that really tuned me into Puck first was when the blues beat the penguins in double overtime i think um in the playoffs way back when oh man i can't think of the goal that would have been a good uh, instant trivia question because i know ham knows uh the answer to that i can't think of the guy who beat greg millen mike Leute versus greg millen goaltender showdown um way back when but uh yeah it's cool uh die hard and then the mook um up there with his Oregon Ducks and San Francisco 49ers and uh perhaps his fantasy football team will make all his teams good for him in 2023 we appreciate both of them joining us and by the way this bridges us neatly into our next episode on Thursday with Kevin Hench because if you want to find somebody who did not like that St. Louis Blue Stanley Cup Boston Bruins fan Kevin Hench will complain, but good for you about it. And the missed, remember, remember the the penalty, the kind of, according to Hench, swung the entire series. I'm sure we'll get to hear about that in a couple of days. In the meantime, Eddie Spaghetti coming at you with Jen Piacenti, waiver wired on Tuesday, on Wednesday, Sarah Tiana and I. Extra points, I really think, is um, in terms of the quality of content, really on a roll. I really have been enjoying that. We have Steve Byrne joining us this week. Um, Going to be a fun one there. Check that one out. And like I say, Hench, uh, Spaghetti, and I on Thursday and then Friday, the 15-minute NFL pregame show. As always, we appreciate you checking that out. And we'll be back later in the week. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>